You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to talk a lot about reality shows. We've got three to cover. We've got your normal Thursday staple, which is covering what happened last night on The Challenge, and now a new Wednesday night show that I watch, Special Forces. And then I'm going to talk to you at the end of today's podcast about a show that launched today, dropped today, whatever you want to call it, premiered on the Peacock app, and that is a show called The Traders. In fact, my Thursday podcast guest, which will be up in a couple hours, is Rachel Riley. You know her from Big Brother fame. She won season 13. She's been on Amazing Race three times. She is one of the reality show contestants on The Traders, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But we're going to first start off with... Nick Vial's response to Chris Harrison's podcast. And we will get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. You get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteve21 and use code RealitySteve21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteve21 and use code RealitySteve21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So let's begin by talking about Nick Vial on his podcast yesterday reacting to hearing what Chris Harrison said on his podcast in regards to people coming for his job. Here's the biggest issue I had with the whole thing. Would it have killed Nick to actually listen to what Chris Harrison said? He had his producers tell him, and while they did cover what Chris said, it was kind of out of order. It wasn't word for word. You kind of need to listen to somebody to get the context of things. Because even I'm a little bit confused about how Chris went about it. Because Chris talked about it on two different podcasts. In his first podcast, he never mentioned anybody's names in the franchise. He did make a comment that there were definitely people in the franchise that were gunning for my job. And every season we have a new cast, I've got 30 new people that ultimately want my job or think they can have my job. And some people I knew were after my job that never had a chance to get it. But never mentioned anybody's names but alluded to the fact that he knew people were after his job and smelled blood in the water. But then on the second podcast, which was a lot lighter because Lauren was on it, he did say, at first he was talking about all the people in the franchise that reached out to him just to offer support and, hey, what can we do? And he threw out a bunch of names. He never threw out Nick's name during that part where he talked about people who had reached out to him. But he did say... At some point, maybe a little bit later, I don't know the timestamp on it or whatever the case may be, but he did say that he saw Nick at Wells' wedding and then threw in, and I know Nick is one of these guys that ultimately coveted my job, and but we hugged it out, and Nick, you know, you know, gave each other a hug, and, and we were basically said we were cool at Wells' wedding. So it was like Chris was throwing shade, but he wasn't. But then Nick reacts to it, and Nick's reaction is, well, I think Chris needs to take a little more accountability. 
It's like, Nick, why don't you actually listen to what Chris said on his podcast? Because you're talking about two different things here. Why don't you address what he said about you in regards to the host? Because you turned it around to Chris. We're talking about what he said about you, and you made it about him. But that's typical of what Nick did. You could tell he had his panties in a bunch listening to that because, God forbid, anything anybody says anything negative about Nick Vial. Good Lord. Guy walks on water. Don't you know this? Anyway, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, uh, you know, I saw the clip that Dave Neal had posted on his YouTube video, and I'm watching Nick during this, and I'm like, Nick is, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at how Nick is acting over this, but it's why I constantly tell you I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but if somebody brings me up or somebody talks about me, I'm not just going to fire back and be reactive about it. I always say I will go and listen to exactly what they said about me so I know what I'm responding to and not just responding in some sort of generalization. I've always done that. And even in reader emails, if someone says, oh, this was said about you or this was said about you, I'm like, well, if that's the exact wording, here's my reaction, but I didn't hear it for myself. But anytime someone has brought me up on a podcast, which has been plenty of times, I will go to that podcast and actually listen. You've heard me talk about it numerous times where I've said, okay, this is what was said, and this is exa- the exact quote that was used. And I don't know how hard that would have been for Nick to do to actually listen to that portion. He didn't have to go listen to two full episodes of Chris Harrison's podcast. Hell, he's got 19 people working for him. None of them could have cut that clip and just said, here, Nick, listen to it for yourself. This is what he said. Would have been that hard? I just think the reaction was just out of left field because he turned it around on Chris and said, why don't you take some accountability for, I think he needs to take more accountability. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. But I think Chris needs to take some accountability. At no point, mind you, did Nick ever address the fact that He said he wasn't interested in that job. And I went looking for it yesterday. I couldn't find it because every time I Googled Nick Vial, Bachelor host, Chris Harrison, any sort of combination of that, all that came up was what happened on Nick's podcast yesterday. So I could have sworn at some point Nick even talked about the fact that, yeah, I was interested in that job and I didn't get it. They decided to go in a different direction. I think I could have done a good job. I He's talked about it. So what the hell is he pissed at for? If Chris only basically reported the facts, like, yeah, I knew Nick was after my job. It's not like he was saying Nick was the only one. He said there were numerous people. Nick was the only one he mentioned by name, but then he also said Wells, but he thought Wells was going to get the job. So I guess we could be talking about semantics here in terms of gunning for my job or people that the show actually reached out to and said, would you be interested? That's the stuff we don't know behind the scenes. Clearly, Wells was on their short list because he's already a guy that is on Paradise every season, has done some hosting. I don't know. I'm sure Nick talked to a producer at some point and said, is that job available? Could I possibly audition for it or talk to somebody about it? There's no way he didn't. And hell, like I said, I think he's actually spoken about this before and even talked about the fact that he was interested in it and he just didn't get the gig. So, again, consider the source here of who we're dealing with. 
I mean, was anybody surprised by that reaction? If you saw Nick's podcast yesterday, how he reacted to his producers telling him what Chris Harrison said about, you know, blood in the water and people coming for my job. I sure wasn't. Before we get to some of the reality shows, we're going to talk about the challenge and special forces and and the traitors. Uh, I do want to mention, I want to, I appreciate a, a few of you yesterday that emailed me. I don't want to say an oral history, but uh, emailed me, you know, YouTube clips of Austin Butler <laughs> earlier in his career and how he used to talk on other shows versus how he talks now. And, you know, you see that stuff. And it's like, look, I get it. He was younger than he had a different voice and it was, you know, some of it was before he hit puberty, but we've all heard of what method acting is where actors literally just engulf themselves in the character they're playing in an upcoming movie and never get out of character the whole time during filming. Like they, they're dedicated that much to the character. I think this was very well known with, um, with Heath Ledger, uh, before he passed, when he was playing the Joker on was it Batman Returns that he was literally like that he wanted to act that way offset and when the cameras weren't rolling you know method acting um i can't say Austin Butler's method acting for Elvis because Elvis is done <laughs> like you can stop the method acting now Austin we don't need the i'm Austin Butler I guess any I guess any time I can do an Austin Butler impersonation I'm going to. But I saw the videos that you sent me. I watched some of the clips and clearly, clearly he's doing a bit. He does not talk that way in real life. How you see him when he goes on talk shows, how you saw him when he gave his Golden Globe speech, he really is like trying to stay in character with Elvis and it's just bizarre. It's like, dude, the movie's over. You won your awards. You did great. Thumbs up. Great job. Now knock it off. Talk like a normal person. But he's still going with it. And I I don't know whether I just want him to keep doing it forever or what. But I'm kind of in the middle now of, you know what? He's so committed now to this. I don't want to see him to go back. I, I, I just I just spent two minutes saying you can knock it off. Now that I think about it, no. Keep it going, Austin. I want you to keep talking like this when you're in interviews. You're Elvis, Elvis Presley. I want you to keep doing that. Just keep doing it until the end of time. Even in your next movie that has nothing to do with Elvis, I want you talking that way. All right, the challenge last night. Well, I think the fact that when we got to the zone and it was Horacio versus Jordan and Horacio ends up winning, which... This guy's an absolute stud. He's going to be on, I would think, most future seasons because of how good he is. When that only happened one hour into the show, you knew something was coming. And you knew it was probably going to be, okay, for the people who are still in the game but have lost their ride or die, here's your chance to get back in with them. And that's exactly what happened. As um, Casey, Fessy, and who was the other one? Um, Oh, Anissa, because Jordan had just been eliminated. They got their ride or dies back, and the first competition, Fessy and Mariah advanced. So that means at the beginning of next week's episode, either Casey and Kenny are going home or Anissa and Jordan are going home. Let's take a wild guess. Who's I don't even know. what. I mean, well, actually, we saw the clip. 
it's you know that thing where they have all those knots and put a rope and go through a maze with a rope and yeah I still think this is going to be Jordan and Anissa's to win uh, I can't see them getting, uh, losing to um to Casey and Kenny I mean, let's face it, of everybody that's been on this season, Kenny is easily the weakest link. He just hasn't shown anybody anything skill-wise, athleticism-wise, puzzle-wise, where he's like, wow, this guy's good. Because on the flip side, you got a guy like Horacio, who I didn't even realize it until we watched it last night. I had no idea that Horacio has won in the zone five times this year. I knew he had been down there a few times. I thought it was three. That was his fifth win in the zone? I had no idea he'd been out been down there that much. And I've seen every episode. But like I said, my memory retention on Survivor, uh, Big Brother, um, The Challenge, it's like right after I watch the episode, unless you, you quiz me on it two minutes after the episode ends, I'm forgetting by the, end of the, by the following week what the hell happened the week before. But Horacio is a beast, and he's going to be on all future seasons, except for, you know, the the challenge USA just cuz he hasn't been in the the one that's on CBS he and it might even be moving to just Paramount Plus but he hasn't been on the show long enough to warrant a spot on that but all future MTV seasons that dude has to be on it i think him and Olivia will be on all future seasons they're just they're a great team they're both great competitors as a team and individually i, I don't see how they're not on future ones and that's my fault for having my phone on <laughs> Not on vibrate. Uh, so I just got a text. Anyway, nothing major. All right. Let's talk a little bit special forces. It was interesting last night. If you're watching the special forces show on Fox, it's a very, very good show. I'm really enjoying it. I have some questions, though, about last night's episode. We did have three people quit. Jamie Lynn Spears, Nastia Lucan, and Mel B. Scary Spies. So now we have nine out of 16 left. They've only been there three days of filming and almost half the crew is already gone. Half the cast has either quit or been medically eliminated from the show. Jamie Lynn was gone in the first two minutes of the episode and it was just like, I miss my kids so much. I I, I can't do this. And it's just like, I, I just don't think Jamie Lynn should have been cast in the first place. Like, if you were to tell me before the season started, Jamie Lynn's not going to make it to 10 days and she's going to quit, I could have told you, of course she's going to quit. She, and, and the reason she's going to quit is going to say she misses her kids, which she's allowed to miss her kids. I get it. But what did she think was going to happen? I, I just I saw that coming a mile away. Now, Nastia is interesting because I didn't, I didn't understand it at the time why the hell she was quitting. And I, I, under, I, I get why her reasoning was... I was given special treatment where they had to go into the Jeep and underwater, hold their breath for 20 seconds, and then escape. And she has just uh, a fear of holding her breath. She couldn't do it. She didn't think she could do it for more than 10 seconds. So they put one of the coaches next to her in the car, which nobody else got to do. However, everyone else had a guy right outside the window. What was the difference? It's not like the coach did anything to help her. They kept talking about special treatment. I didn't think there was any special treatment whatsoever. He didn't help her with anything. After And she made it. She held her breath for 20 seconds, unbuckled her seatbelt, and swam to the top. But then Gus was giving her shit for it, and she's even saying, like, yeah, you guys all did it, but I, I don't feel like I accomplished what you guys did because I had special treatment. And maybe she was just being super hard on herself 
which clearly she was, but even that I didn't understand. I'm like, I'm like, but Nastia, you still completed the task that everybody did. The only difference was you had a coach sitting in the passenger seat, which how is that any different than a guy underwater right next to you outside the window on the driver's side? He didn't do anything, as far as I know. Uh, so I didn't understand that. I just read an interview that she did uh, on E! Online where she talked about, you know, looking back on it now, I let some of the contestants' words get to me, and I probably shouldn't have. I probably should have stuck it out. I feel bad. And I'm glad she said that because it really just seemed like a weak excuse to get out because she was doing really well, and she even completed that task. So I didn't understand why she felt so down on herself and felt, oh, my gosh, I'm getting special treatment, and I never wanted special treatment. I mean, technically she did because a coach was next to her, but nothing she did in that particular task was helped by a coach. So I was really confused on why she quit. And then Mel B quit because she felt like she accomplished what she set out to do. I felt like she could have kept going. She was doing well for herself. You know, we're down to nine out of 16. I was surprised Nastia quit, but I can pretty much tell you Gus is making it to the end. Danny Amendola is making it to the end. Mike Piazza is making it to the end. Dwight, I'm questioning on. I think Hannah Brown's game is going to make it to the end. And then I, I don't think Scaramucci is. And Beverly Mitchell, I think just the kind of the way she's been edited, I wouldn't be surprised if she did make it to the end. And then I'm probably missing one other person. Oh, Carly Lloyd, athlete. I think she's making it to the end. So I think at the end of 10 days, there will still be... We're going to have like five or six winners. I think only probably my guess is three more people will will leave either medically. And I can't predict, obviously, medical emergencies where they have to leave. So I'm talking about flat out quitting. If one of the athletes uh, is eliminated from the show, it would be because of a medical injury and not because of quitting. That's my opinion. Now, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, this Thursday's interview is with Rachel Riley. Season 13, Big Brother winner, also three-time competitor on Amazing Race. The reason I'm having her on is because today, on the Peacock app, a show called The Traders has dropped. And I'll be honest, right from the get-go, I am not in any sort of collaboration with them. I'm not getting paid by them. This is straight up. They came to me and said, hey, would you like to have Rachel Riley on your show to talk about The Traders since it drops on Thursday? I'm like, sure. And they sent me the screeners. Now, at the time I'm recording this, I have watched. They, they sent me the first four episodes. I watched the first three, and then the first ten minutes of the fourth episode because I got to see the beginning. The first ten minutes of each episode, outside of the first one, you get to see uh, another elimination. So I wanted to watch it through that. So today, my guess is I'm going to finish the traders by the end of tonight. All ten ep- It's ten episodes long. They all drop today. It's 10 reality show contestants versus, and along with 10 regular people, it's not versus. And basically, three people are designated the traitors, and the 17 others are called the faithful. And they all live in a castle in Scotland. They go through challenges, and every time they compete in challenges, they're competing to add money to the pot. And the whole goal is 
for the three people that are designated the traitors, which you will know within the first 30 minutes of the first episode, who the traitors are, because it's just determined by the show. Maybe we get an explanation later on why the show chose them. I don't know. But you'll know in the first 30 minutes who the traitors are, and then it's their goal to stay alive and not have people vote them out without obviously revealing they are the traitors. And then the 17 others are trying to find out who the traitors are, and there's a you know basically a voting ceremony uh, called... Um, I'm totally blanking. Um, but they vote, and whoever has the most votes gets eliminated, and then the traitors convene every night obviously no one knows who they are they're not you know it's not like well they're not in their room so clearly they're a traitor no it's it's shown at a different part of the castle but then the traitors get together every night and quote-unquote murder somebody where they vote on who they want to send home and it's a lot of lying it's a lot of deceiving i've watched the first so i've seen three murders and uh, two people eliminated and so there's only there's only 15 left, I think, now through three and a quarter episodes, and I'm hooked. I think you will be, too. It's a really good uh, concept. I didn't even know about this show until you know I saw Ari post about it and people on the show post about it, that they're going to be on a show called The Traders. I wasn't familiar with the overseas version. I have no idea what it was about. But, um, yeah, 10 reality show stars and Ari's part of it, Rachel Riley, uh, Sari from Survivor, Stephanie LaGrosa from Survivor, Brandy Glanville from Housewives, uh, Kate Chastain, I think is her name, from Below Deck, Kyle something from Summer House, uh, Reza from Shaws of Sunset, which I don't watch, uh, and then a couple other ones. There's 10, and then 10 regular people, and um, it's a really good show. So you'll hear from Rachel Riley today. We don't go over many spoilers because I don't want to be spoiled of what happens, even though the interview is posting while the show is out. So technically, people could have seen the whole season by the time you hear the Rachel interview. Probably not, because it's probably going to be posted this morning. Ten episodes, and I'll talk about it for sure once I finish watching. I'll either finish watching the rest, uh, the final six episodes today or maybe Friday, and I'll uh, give everybody the weekend to watch, and then I'll, I'll definitely spend some time on it Monday during the Daily Roundup. But really interesting show. Like I said, a lot of lying, a lot of deceiving. It's just it's it's kind of funny. Oh, Ryan Lochte is one of the other reality show people that's on it, and um, I might be missing one other of the ten. Uh, but <clears throat> I think you'll like it, and check it out. It's on the Peacock app, and it's called The Traders. It drops today. All 10 episodes should be up by now. And uh, Rachel Riley is going to be my Thursday guest. We talk a little bit about her career in reality TV. We talk a little bit about her time on Big Brother and her time on Amazing Race. But we start off with Traders stuff. And she's also a casting director for reality TV. So we talk about how she's cast certain shows that she has worked on. So check that out. That'll be up in a couple hours. And obviously my, uh, the sports daily will be up about an hour from now where I'm going to talk uh, a little bit more about Demar Hamlin, NFL playoffs. Again, the Dallas Cowboys college coaches going to the NFL. And we actually have some UFC stuff, which I'm, I'm not talking about like some of the matches or whatever. I, I watched some of the UFC big fights, but I'm not huge into it, but there was a major incident that happened in the UFC world that I want to. I'm going to play an audio clip for you that I think uh, you'll appreciate. So 
Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Check out the Sports Daily in an hour. Check out my interview with Rachel Riley in two hours from now. And then we're back tomorrow yet again with another uh, Daily Roundup. So thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.